Fucking eleven years, no fucking way. No fucking way. <laughs> All right, welcome back once again to the Organic Football Podcast, and it's Thursday Night Football Week Three. We are entering now, and you know the fantasy season's heating up. Teams are making moves, and, you know, we're here to bring you all those delicious fantasy nuggets that you just need to know. So we are watching this Thursday night football game as I speak. It's 28-7 to in the fourth quarter. Uh, the Dolphins are steamrolling over the Jags. And, uh, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that game while we get into it. A lot of stuff to get into this weekend in fantasy. So let me introduce my co-hosts. I'm going to send it over to you first, Brad. Uh, check in over there. See how you're doing, and are you ready for week three, bro? Are you ready? I've been ready since Tuesday. I get ready every Tuesday. I wake up, and I, I look myself in the mirror, and I said, are you ready for this week? And every week I say yes. Every week. <laughs> so, yes, Mark, I'm ready. You never have a bad week. That's amazing. <laughs> Why would I? It's football. It's true. It's all about outlook in life. Whether there's fans in the stadiums or not, uh, these guys are out there balling. Fantasy is happening, and we're getting after it here. So glad to hear it, Brad. And Rich, I'll check in over there with you, man. Uh, back here on Thursday Night Football, week three. What are your thoughts going into it, man? Excited for week three. Uh, like you said, we're getting into the the real heart of the season now. I like to get to about week three and really week three, week four, Reset my evaluations, uh, see where we're at, reset it all, because we've got lots more information. When we're in the off season, we don't have all this football to view. So I'm definitely excited about it. I'm 2-0. and I'm, I'm hoping to get to 3-0, and score some more points. So I'm excited. Hey, I'm 2-0 and too. That's crazy. Hey. 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 Oh, oh, look at you guys. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. The 2-0 and crew. <laughs> oh, what a cool club you guys are in. That's awesome. <laughs> What, what do I got to do to get a membership card? No. Just <laughs> Not have half your team go down with hamstrings. That would be one good start. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, let's talk about this NFL slate. We're going to get hit some weekend uh, previews for week three. Got some big games on the slate here. And also, you know, after we hit our patented intermission, we're going to talk about waiver moves, maybe last minute waiver moves or interesting news and notes in the NFL. And, Follow that up with our fantasy burnouts and fantasy kind buds. And don't forget about those Acapulco gold picks, guys. I think everybody started writing those down at this point because we've been pretty close to nailing a few. So we'll keep that trend going, see if we can this weekend. So, all right, guys, first game on the docket. I mean, why not? It's Monday Night Football. This is the biggest game of this week. And I don't know, it could be an AFC championship game preview if you ask me. So, we got the Chiefs traveling to Baltimore on the big stage on Monday Night Football. Rich, I'll send it to you first, man. Your thoughts on this game and this battle between Pat Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I mean, they're hands down two of the best young QBs in the NFL. Looking forward to the matchup, obviously. I think it'll be very interesting fantasy football-wise. I think it'll be very interesting just as football fans, man. I'm, I'm looking forward to closing out this week together and watching this great football game because we are just going to see – 
great players on each side of the ball making great plays. So that's that's what football is all about. We've got top end players. So top end fantasy options. Um, to be honest with you, I, I I think Baltimore's defense is very good, but I see this thing kind of opening up. I, I think the offenses have kind of had the advantage here the first few weeks. Been a lot more scoring, so I th- I think this thing this thing will open up in in my opinion. So if you've got fantasy players, get them out there. I agree. I think Andrews is, is particularly going to have a big game this week. I am Baltimore owner defense, but I see it being you know twenty high twenties, low thirties for each team. Should be pretty good. Right on, guys. And Rich, on the backfield situation in Baltimore, I'm wondering your thoughts. You know, you got Mark Ingram there. He's a proven vet. He broke off a huge uh, fourth and one touchdown run. I think it was a 30-yard run last week. Then they got the kid, J.K. Dobbins. And, man, that guy has looked fresh. He's looked quick. So I'm just wondering how you're foreseeing this shaking out. Are you expecting the Rook to take over at some point? Honestly, if if I'm watching the tape, I see – a much sprier running back when J.K. Dobbins has the ball. Now the coaching staff has told us they want to run a committee um, and and find the hot hand. So, you know, it's a balance. I, I, I tend to lean towards once there's enough tape in these running back committees, if one guy is really standing out, then he's the guy who is going to take over at some point. So if I'm seeing that, then, yeah, I project – that J.K. Dobbins eventually will find the role. That's coaching staff specific as well. I mean, we're seeing it on tape that, that he's the guy who's got the pop. He looks like a young Mark Ingram. That's what he looks like mm-hmm. to me. That's He's got the same kind of body style. He looks like that, but the guy with some speed still attached to it. So um, it's, it's a frustrating backfield right now. I mean, they're almost evenly split on all three running backs. Gus Edwards is getting some run. So tough backfield. Keep monitoring it. That's what I would say. Yeah, Brad, I got a question for you about this game. So Patrick Mahomes, you think 99% of the time he's a must start. But I do think back to last year, I had uh, Deshaun Watson on my squad, and his worst game of the year came at Baltimore. Uh, I think me and you were actually playing in that matchup, Brad. It was like week 11, something like that. But uh, Watson, you know, that Ravens defense just ate him up. And yeah, he ended up with like six fantasy points or something like that. So I don't know, man. I'd love Patrick Mahomes, and obviously the Chiefs offense is rock solid, but this matchup has me a little bit worried. So if you had a backup for Patrick Mahomes, would you think about throwing him in there? A solid backup, I should say. Well, I mean, first I have to answer your question. You're talking apples and oranges and which one you'd rather start. Hmm. Because you said Watson got eaten up by Baltimore. Yeah, but Watson is not in the same category as Mahomes. He's close. Mahomes is in a tier off on his own. He's 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 talented. I mean, I would put like maybe Kyler up there now with him and Russ Wilson and those guys. But I think he's still going to put up points against that Baltimore defense. I mean, they're going to keep him contained in the first half, and then I see the third, fourth quarter. You know, them putting up like three touchdowns real quick, maybe two. But uh, I definitely see the points coming. I see the tight ends having big games because it's going to be a grind. And I think it's going to be in lockdown. Tough yardage everywhere you go, but third, fourth quarter, it's going to really open up. All right, Brad, I'll, I'll disagree with you just a little bit. I think I think Deshaun Watson is a very talented quarterback. I think he is just that notch below. And I'll, I'll tell you when it comes to this game, I think there are some matchups that are a little prone to being bottled up in this. I mean, it's a little preview towards, towards later, but I, I think Baltimore's defense getting after the tight end. I, I, I kind of see that in this game. So – 
but I also see, like you kind of said, adjustments. I think this game will be a game of offensive adjustments. Back half of the game, we see it kind of open up a little bit. So um, there may be a player here or there to steer clear of. Uh, I don't think Pat Mahomes necessarily falls into that category. Uh, Mark, real quick, I don't have it off the top of my head, but what's what's your backup? Do you have a backup quarterback going? Yeah, so it, it is kind of where I was going with that. I have Ben Roethlisberger. You know, he's at home against the Houston defense, who has gotten lit up quite a bit lately. So, you know, it's it's been on my mind, but uh, I don't know if I can make that. I don't know if I can pull Mahomes, man. I'd have to have a brass set of uh, cojones to bench Patrick Mahomes, even though I'm a little reticent about this matchup. That'd be a pretty ballsy move. Um, at least I do see the other side of that equation. I'm going to start Ben Roethlisberger out here. That's that's pretty that's pretty close to me. I I kind of project that um, Pittsburgh might be winning that game, so it's close. But I, honestly, as a fantasy manager, I think you you almost play this game to go into Monday night with Pat Mahomes yeah. on your roster. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even if he is up against Baltimore, one of the tougher defenses in the league, I think you I think you play you play to win the game by playing yeah. Pat Mahomes. <laughs> play to win the game, yeah. And and here's the thing too, Mark, is they just had a real close game with Los Angeles. Jesus, yeah. that's tough. So uh they the kept it real close. The Chargers. I should just yeah. say the Chargers. So they kept it real close with them. And I don't think that the Chiefs really wanted that. So I think they're gonna come and Baltimore definitely wants to win because they've been beaten up by them. So I think Monday night, I think this is like prime time for like just Rich said, a true football game to just watch. Even if you don't have guys playing, this can be a great game. So this is just going to be a fun, fun game to watch. All right, real quick, score predictions, guys. Who you got coming out? I'm going to take Baltimore uh, 30 to 24. Uh, I go Kansas City 28-27. Okay, I'm going to take Baltimore at home. I think they pull it out um, 34-24. All right, guys, on to the next one. Uh, Let's go ahead and talk about the Sunday night football game. This is going to be a good one, too. We have... Those Green Bay Packers, what would you call them? I mean, they're kind of an offensive inferno right now. I don't know if I call them a juggernaut, but they are on fire, and they are traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Uh, The Saints had a pretty down performance, a little bit of a rough performance on Monday Night Football. Drew Brees on the road once again uh, had his struggles, but he's going back home now to face the Packers on Sunday Night Football. Brad, how are you seeing this game play out? And some of the injury news, if you have anything, I mean, is Devontae Adams going to play? Is Michael Thomas looking like he may suit up? What do you got for me, man? Yeah, it's looking like uh, Adams is going to be out. He didn't practice again. He practiced yesterday. It was a limited practice and then didn't practice today. So that kind of leads me to think that it's more likely he won't play than he will. And I believe that's the same for Thomas as well. But I do think that this there's going to be points scored in this game. So I would not be surprised if Breeze gets back to, you know, three, four touchdowns in a 300-yard game. So, And I think Rodgers will have a game himself. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I think there's going to be some offense going on in this game. I really like New Orleans' defense. I think Green Bay is kind of an underrated defense. But again, I just I just see the offensive minds, and especially offensive coaches, are really able to game plan this year. Uh, right out the gates. I think defenses are doing a little bit of catch-up. When you look at this game, Mike Thomas... I don't think he's going to play. I don't. Uh, Devonte Adams was a weird deal. He practiced yesterday and then didn't practice today. So definitely, oh. Friday's reports are going to be important, very important to see what comes out of that. They give us a little more clarity. Besides that, though, I mean, 
I, I think it's a points game. They're, they're going to score, score, score. Drew Brees will open it up. I think an interesting note from last week, we may not have hit, um, that home road split on a on Drew Brees is very real, I think. So, yeah, something to manage and something to look at as, as Drew Brees uh, managers out there. Yeah, man. And just when you look at the two backs in that game, you know, what is Aaron Jones going to do for an encore this week? And then, Rich, you know, you, you got Alvin Kamara on your squad, man. And he had another good game in week two. So are you guys just expecting these dud running backs to just keep getting the rock, just keep feeding the beast? Yeah, I think another 20-plus point game for each is in the in the books. It's interesting, man, because um, Aaron Jones, he is like the most efficient running back there is. Because yeah. if you look at the numbers, it's, it's really odd because they're in a timeshare there. That's a running back yeah. committee as well. And, and, you know, it was last year that I traded Aaron Jones. Uh, it was about week eight. And I was seeing these numbers consistently last year as well. Whereas, like, you know, he's getting 50% of the snaps, but still getting this production out of it. So it's just amazing what Aaron Jones can do. And it's like they have this thing called free Aaron Jones, and it's like yeah. they could, they could <laughs> right. still do it. I mean, Aaron yeah. Jones is a guy – who literally you could give him the ball 25, 30 times a game. And could you imagine the numbers he'd put up? I, I don't know. So I, I, you, I, I think they got to dial him up even just a little bit more. If I was Matt LaFleur, man, that guy, he's too much talent, too much production. Yeah, and we, we mentioned it already, guys, but in our last episode, but Aaron Jones is on top of that uh, epic performance leaderboard, you know, at the 42.60 points. And he was almost there last year. He had another 40-point game last year against Dallas. So this guy's just been putting up insane numbers for the past couple of years, and I agree, Rich. Like, if he got that fair shake, that full shot, and just give him the rock, make him your workhorse, then what's he going to do? But uh, we'll see if that happens on uh, Sunday Night Football. But, uh, you know, the way Matt LaFleur is running it, it's working. So he's probably not going to try to fix what ain't broken. I was just going to say, I think that 42 is going to stick for some time. Too. Oh, Aaron Jones. Yeah. With Aaron Jones. It's going to be tough. We'll still keep calling it out, though, I think. And, and that'll just be kind of we're projecting who's the top scorers this week. We'll, we'll yeah. kind of go for that. Yeah. I mean, that's going to be tough to beat. That's we'll, we'll still put out some gold picks, but that's going to be a tough one. That's that's a high that's a high number. It can get it can get done. I think you had Doug Martin do something like that for you one time, Brad. David Johnson do something like that. Oh, so. ask Turtle about that one. <laughs> right on. i'll leave that to you uh do we pick that game yeah let's give a little score uh prediction on that game i'll start and i will say packers 27 saints 26 Ooh, squeaker yeah i'll uh i'll go green bay as well actually i've got uh green bay winning it 30 to 24 i too pick green bay 30 to 20 Wow, look at us consensusly picking the road team, the road dog. Uh, somebody order me a cheese head to hat to put <laughs> on my dome. I will rock that every week. No, just kidding. Weren't you just denigrating those cheese heads pretty hard today in your recap, Mark? <laughs> yeah, you know, that's that Bears fan. He comes out in me a little bit. He gets a little ferocious. It's, I got a lot of, uh, what's the word, uh, distaste for the Green Bay Packers, but that's all right animosity i can still admit when they have some pretty dope fantasy players on their team no doubt that's cool man yeah dope fantasy players dope offense right now definitely a top five offense so you got to give them the respect even if you are a bears fan 
<laughs> hey, you're a Bears fan too, the way you've been talking about them lately, Rich. Oh, so hop on yes. the bandwagon, buddy. I mean, yeah, I mean, you could qualify me as a as a secondary Bears fan, I guess. <laughs> I, I, w- I want to see my prediction turn out right for the year. You're, you're fucking right, I do. <laughs> Sweet, man. All right, next game up on the list, guys. And here's a couple teams that we haven't talked about all that much this year. You know, we try to get to as many games as we can. But, uh, you know, I mean, there's just a lot of them to talk about right now before these bye weeks kick in. But the L.A. Rams are traveling to Buffalo. And I think both of these teams have surprised some people uh, so far this season. Buffalo, I was expecting them to have a good year. But the way Josh Allen is playing is kind of – blown me away a little bit and then the rams as well have have looked better we all kind of predicted them to be cellar dwellers and it looks like uh sean mcveigh has kind of got a little bit of the magic back so i'll send it to you first rich uh what are you seeing with this rams and buffalo game should be a really interesting game very differing styles here so it should be interesting to see that Honestly, you're right. We, we were pretty much wrong on the la rams this year uh, sean mcveigh has proved us wrong this young uh, defensive coach, I, I forget his name off the top of my head, but he's come in with some good scheme and a good shift for them. And I'm very impressed with the L.A. Rams defense. That's that's a little waiver waiver wire guy I think I gave out uh, the other day. But I, I, they're, they're playing great on all levels. They're shutting people down. So this game, honestly, though, <laughs> I still see the offensive fireworks showing up. I, I, mm-hmm. you, you were surprised by Josh Allen. We're not surprised. Like Brad and I are, are heavily in. I mean, Brad rosters him, but we we saw this. We saw the writing on the wall for this guy. I mean, I don't know if I see him as. I mean, he's he's the number two quarterback right now. Is that right, Brad? Number two, number one and two quarterback on my team. Brad rostering all the good quarterbacks and defenses. <laughs> <laughs> Got them all. Good strat, Brad. Good strat. Toot toot. I will. I will say this, uh, Josh Allen. We'll finish up as the number four quarterback in the NFL. Well, I mean, there's no reason to doubt that at this point. And I guess I don't want to say I'm surprised that Josh Allen is playing well, guys. I I agree that I knew he's going to be probably a top 10 quarterback, but I thought I saw some writing on the wall that they might peel back his rushing abilities towards the end zone and, you know, try to prevent some injury issues. And, but I mean, he's gobbling up all the rushing touchdowns, all the fantasy value basically on this squad. Josh Allen is just gobbling it up, man. He's a beast out there, no doubt. Yeah, I think he's going to get pushed to the outside a lot, and he's going to have he's going to have a lot of room to run in this game. So I actually see him using his feet, picking up fifty plus yards. So that's what he loves to do is push it outside. Yep. Buy that time out there on the left, or uh, usually out to the left. And then just sail out there, and he's got options still, and he's got the arm that if anybody clears out, he can just find them over the top. It's 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 a beautiful thing right now, honestly, with him. Maybe we'll get to it later, but I, I don't know about top four. I think he's about six, in my opinion. I didn't say top four. I said number four. Number four. Okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> I see I see the difference. Okay. Pinpoint accuracy. <laughs> so, Mark, I mean, your worries about Josh Allen, was that kind of a little behind the devil and Singletary dropping this week? You know, I let Singletary go, and of course, when I let him go, uh, I didn't want to part with Wilson with my rookie draft pick. But then my rookie draft pick, uh, lo and behold, he's got a little bit of a toe injury. It looks like so. 
Devin Singletary might be what I've been looking for, which is the lead running back in Buffalo. So I chose to stick with the rookie and already I'm just Eddie Mush, man. I mean, everything I'm touching this year is going to shit. So nobody (laughs) listen to me. Make sure you listen to uh, Brad and Rich. They're Ace Rothstein over there. Okay, I guess I'm mixing up my Robert De Niro references here. Okay, so I'm Eddie Mush from a Bronx tale. The guy, the degenerate gambler who always loses. And then you guys are Ace Rothstein from Casino. The, you know, obviously he's got all those games on lockdown and he's just on top of it. He's the number one bookie in Jersey before they send him out to Vegas. So. Yeah, that's where I'm looking at it, man. Listen, man, I, I wasn't trying to put you in a hole or anything, man. I wasn't <laughs> trying to, like, dig you down in there. And- no, I'm down there now. It's dark and it's cold, Rish. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm hey, sorry, there's, there, there are three other teams that are 0-2, and I'm sure they're feeling the same kind of pain. No one wants to start out the season 0-2. I mean, you start looking inside and looking deep because something's got to change. I mean, injuries, no one can predict that. That shit always sucks. Yep. But I mean, zero two, something drastic has to change because you can't keep losing. So no, bro, it's, it's a tough position to be in, no matter who you are out there. I feel I'm in a must win this week, and we talked about Mahomes on Monday night. Well, my opponent Turtle, he's got Lamar Jackson on Monday night, so it'll <laughs> probably all come down to that and see how it shakes out, man. I got my fingers crossed. You know, maybe the fantasy gods will smile upon me this week. We'll see. Selfishly, Mark, I was telling you to start Pat Mahomes because I wanted to see that on Monday. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a good game, man. It is. It's going to be crazy. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> Finishing out our fantasy week with Lamar Jackson versus Pat Mahomes. I love it. Yeah, yeah it'll be good. All right, fuck yeah. it. I'm starting it, man. Let's go. Let's yeah. Go. <laughs> Mahomes, Jackson, Wilson, Kyle, Kyler Murray. These are four quarterbacks that no matter what, I don't care who they play, you have to start them. Yeah, they're uh, they're in the matchup proof tier, man. You just start them and you roll the dice, man. Because the time you don't start them, oh, look out. That's the time they're going to go nuts. So, all right, guys. Want to touch on the Rams' backfield situation before we move on, Rich? Uh, trying to figure out what to expect with the Cam Akers injury. Uh, Malcolm Brown was dinged up with a – I think he broke his pinky, but he's back. And then Daryl Henderson. Are we looking at a continued backfield split for the Rams? This will be a committee. I, I don't see Henderson or Brown pulling away. Akers, he has good tape. If he can put more on tape, that would be good. What scared me a little bit today was kind of the wording coming from Sean McVay talking about Cam Akers. He said something to the effect of, um, I would have thought he would have been out here but he wasn't. So it was kind of just like this ding of just like, where's he at? Like I expect more from this rookie. So I see a little bit of the writing on the wall that maybe he's fallen out of favor just a little bit. Um, That being said, if he can get the ball in his hands, he's still a super talented guy. I think he could win out that job towards the back end of the year. Tough project, tough project to like stick with. I know Brad has him. I advise as him being the best back in the backfield, but, they also have to have opportunity. Yeah, I definitely think that McVay is going to be rolling out of committee all year. I mean, why would you not? I mean, mm. you've already had two backs get someone injured. Yep. So you're not looking to roll one guy out there and just, you know, get him demolished. So why not just kind of put a little wear on each of the tires, and then hopefully by the end of the season you have them all back. That's a good point, too. Um, if you think about it, Sean McVay is used to having Todd Gurley, so it's, it's something that's – in the back of his head, hurt running back, hurt running back, hurt running back. So he, he's thinking that way, and yeah, I could see I could see the persistence of a of a running back committee here. 
And one more on the Rams, Rich, before we move on to the next game. Tyler Higby, uh, he caught three touchdowns last week. I mean, is this guy going to be a top five tight end? I think we both had him ranked pretty high in our preseason rankings, but even, you know, a three touchdown game from a tight end always surprises me. So I just wanted to mention that real quick. Yeah, I think we talked preseason about it. I think you and I were very high on him. I, I think I remember having him at five. I think you had him at five or six, maybe right there. I think that's what he is. Uh, to be honest with you, I I see him picking up the slack of like that third receiver guy and being this. I, not three touchdowns every week. I mean that's that's pretty sick. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I definitely see him averaging a touchdown almost a week. You know, I, I could see him finishing out the year with twelve to fourteen touchdowns. He's a big red zone threat. When you think about their receivers too, Cooper Cup and Robert Woods and and Van Jefferson, yeah. they're all a little slider, a little bit slider. So. When you get to that red zone, where are you going to look? You're going to look Tyler Higby's way, and and I think we've seen that Jerry Goff loves throwing him the ball. Yeah, I actually picked Everett preseason. Thought he was going to be the guy, but obviously I have to say I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it's not even based on the injury to Everett. I mean, I, I still think that Higby is the better guy now after yeah. seeing it, so – Higby looks to be on the cusp of a breakout season for sure. So that's a solid guy. I would be getting him in my lineup every week. Next game, guys, up on the docket, we got the Dallas Cowboys. How about them Cowboys coming back on the Falcons and pulling off a miracle? They are traveling to Seattle and tough place to play. Just ask New England. Uh, But Seattle is, you know, Seattle's on fire right now. Dallas looked really good once they started coming back in that game. So where are you coming out on this, Brad? Uh, we all know that you love your Seahawks this year. but well, First, I, I want to correct that. I love my Russ Wilson. That's it? Do you never say I love – I do not love my Seahawks. And DK. Oh. And DK. But do I do not love the Seahawks. I want them to score a lot of points and lose every single week. He still has a hard time admitting that he loves DK. It's a little ingrained there, huh? No. Mm. Dude, he just ate meatloaf in my house yesterday. What are you talking about? <laughs> Mom, meatloaf. Dude, he that guy can eat like a pound of meatloaf and nothing. He, dude, doesn't even phase him, man. It's crazy. Mom, meatloaf, eat. now. <laughs> but no, I actually see this game is Dallas put a lot of energy into winning that last game. And I see them coming out, and by second quarter, Seattle is just going to – they're playing at home. So I see Seattle just kind of winning in a landslide in this game. I see it more of a like a 27-13 game. Yeah, Dallas and Seattle uh, should be a really good game. I think we'll see some offensive fireworks. I'm saying that a lot today, but um, I definitely think we'll see it. Uh, Seattle's defense is a little suspect. Uh, they're, they're giving up some points to give up 400 400- – I don't know, 50 yards throwing to Cam Newton. I thought that was a little telling. So I think we'll definitely see some fireworks in this game. A lot of points. Dak should score it up. Russ should score it up. Uh, DK should have a real good game. Good matchup for him. One of the guys I really liked on the wire, uh, C.D. Lamb got picked up. He should be a real good matchup in this game. So I, I like the game, but geez, I think Seattle is going to win the game. I think I think you'll see. I think you'll see a good win from them. Seattle is is twice the team that Atlanta is at, at this point. I mean, <laughs> they're yeah. they just are. I mean, Atlanta Atlanta is a good offense, but they're just lacking when it comes to defense. I mean, there's enough defense in Seattle. They're lacking when it comes to special teams, too, because they just walk onside kick spin. That's what they do. But. That was rough, man. Just looking at that ball. 
<laughs> I still can't believe that, man. I'm kind of in shock that happened. I saw an article that said Arthur Blank agrees with his coach that play can never happen again or something. So the owner of the Falcons agrees with uh, Dan Quinn that, yeah, somebody should jump on the ball. I don't know. I mean, we're talking about NFL players. Like, they've played their entire lives to get yeah. to here. I don't care if you're special teams or what. Yep. Every level of the game. You got to know. Side is kicked. You can touch it before it's 10. It's automatically down. Yep. Everybody knows this. And it's your ball. Yet, in that game, they all looked at that and just watched it. It's almost like it was like waiting for it to go past there and just jump on it. It's crazy to me. <laughs> it just blows my mind. One aspect of this Dallas game that I wasn't thinking about earlier is Russ and Dak. Dak's got to come out. This is like where he, this is his contract year. He's on a franchise contract, franchise tag contract. So he's got to come out and start performing in these situations on the road against Seattle, against Russ Wilson, perfectly matched up against one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league. It's like this is where you show that you are worth that 35 to 40 a year. Absolutely, man. And real quick before we pick the score of this uh, Dallas and Seattle game, and we'll back up and pick that Rams-Bills game too. But I want to ask one question. Uh, what do you guys think? Is Zeke going to eat this week? Because I'm playing against Zeke, so where are you coming out? Zeke eats. He eats. <laughs> he eats. He's... Does he have a full feast? Is he, I mean, is he engorging himself? He's. You know those, like, hungry man meals? <laughs> He's like one of those. Okay. Yeah, he's not he's not Thanksgiving dinner or anything. Okay, he's yeah. not Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. Right, that's good. No, yeah. no turkey legs. All right. Yeah. I pitched like 120 yards and two touches. So I mean, it's still a pretty hefty game. 24 points. I could see him scoring a 20 spot on you. All right, I hear you. Uh, so this game, I'm going to take the Seahawks at home. I'll take them 31 17. I'll take the Seahawks as well, and I'll take them 35 21 or no 24. Sorry. Who you got, Brad? You want to say it again? Oh, did you already say the score? I missed it. Yeah. You missed that? Oh, sorry. 27-13, Seahawks. Oh, that's oh, right. 27-13. Okay. We're stoned. <laughs> Watch, it's like a different score. I said something different. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the stoner. <laughs> I'm so high. You said it in your mind. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. My wife does that all the time. It's conversations with herself. That's all right. <laughs> Anyways, guys. I do that a lot. <laughs> yeah. I would just like to point out that we started this during the fourth quarter and not mentioned the game once. Yeah. It's a little bit of a dud this week, yeah. Yeah. Well, and, I mean, last week you had the Browns and the Bengals. This week we got the Jags and the Dolphins on Thursday night. So I haven't looked at the full Thursday night slate, but there have been a couple of stinkers, I guess you would say. I don't know. Just nothing to get too excited about. They'll have some good games at some point, I think. For sure. Yeah, hopefully. Uh, this one, uh, actually, you know, next week is Denver and the Jets, so not so good. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm fired up. <laughs> At least we get through more uh, more games if the game yeah. sucks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's 31-13 Miami right now uh, in the fourth quarter, about three and a half minutes left. So, uh, real quick, back up, guys. Rams and Buffalo, let's pick this game. I will take the Rams Go into Buffalo and get the victory 20 to 19. Wow. That would be a nice game. What do you got, Rich? Man, that's a tough game to pick. I, I'm still in that like really close one. I'm going to lean Buffalo, I guess, because they're at home, but I, I do see this game is kind of going either way. 24 21 Buffalo. Yeah, right there. I see. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I'm trying to think of the score. I see them getting three touchdowns and a field goal. So that's 24. And then I see the other one getting three field goals and a touchdown. So 24 16 Buffalo. <laughs> 
<laughs> Man, Mark and I both just looked over at the screen at the same time, and we're just like, "Oh shit, is he all right?" You were <laughs> fucking making faces, man. He was doing math, score, and all that shit up. Score, score. Brad is a fucking fantasy football math savant. Like he comes up with, he adds this shit up in his head. I don't know how he does it, but that one took him longer than usual. So you might want to. He's up on the tabs over there, Brad. We need you in your A game, bro. Do you know how long it takes to play 60 minutes of a game in your head to come up with a score? I did that in about five seconds. That's pretty And good. it's like, that was too long. It's like, holy shit, guys. All right, I'll try and be quicker next time, Mark. I'm sorry. I wish we had the video going for that one. That, that would have been good. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> Brad's our resident fantasy mathlete. All right. Uh, <laughs> next game on the list, guys. We'll go to this Pittsburgh game. The Texans are heading into the Steel City, and uh, Houston's in need of a victory, that's for sure. Their team is – I think they have a good team, despite Bill O'Brien making some terrible uh, decisions as the general manager in the offseason. But uh, Pittsburgh's looking really good to me. Uh, they had a bit more of a struggle with Denver than I was expecting last week, but – I like the Steelers' offense in this game. Rich, I'll throw it to you first, man. With uh, Houston and Pittsburgh, what are you expecting on a fantasy angle? Ah, uh, man, it's a tough one. I'm having a little bit of a t- hard time projecting this one because of the fact that Houston's 0-2. I feel bad for them, man. Did did Bill O'Brien like hit on Roger Goodell's wife or something? Like, what's going on? Like, uh, like what is up with this schedule? <laughs> that is a tough schedule they've had the first three weeks. So. It's tough to project because if I just looked at it on paper, I would say Steelers all the way. That defense is too tough. But the motivation factor of being 0-2 and needing the win is like still just like ringing out in my mind. So um, tough for me to call, to be honest with you. This is one of those ones that I get a little muddled on my my decision-making on it. I'll I'll admit I'm not super clear on this game. Brad, what do you think? Actually, I kind of foresee this one pretty clearly. I think Steelers are just going to win a landslide. And I got a couple things to say about that. You say you think it's a good team, you know, even though Bill O'Brien traded away all their good pieces and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. I disagree with that. I think they're a shitty team. Yeah. I think Deshaun Watson is a good player. Yeah. And other than that, he doesn't have much to throw to. I mean, this is night and day a different team than when D-Hop was there. Yep. And now Duke Johnson's hurt and they got David Johnson left. And I'm telling you, I saw him grab that wrist. And I, I'm a David Johnson owner. He's going down in this game. Like, he's mm-hmm. going to get hurt. They're not going to have a running back. And then Pittsburgh's just going to eat them up. So I see it being like a, well, I'll wait for my score later. But I see them just winning in a landslide. And panic's going to hit in Houston. They're going to be 0-3. Everyone's going to look and be like, dude, why'd you trade D-Hop? And (laughs) fires are going to burn, man. I'm telling you, it's going to be crazy. Real quick, uh, Rich, you mentioned in Houston that maybe Bill O'Brien hit on Roger Goodell's wife. I thought that was an interesting (laughs) comment. And it just kind of made me picture... You know, Bill O'Brien at a cocktail party, you know, sidling up to a uh, little tipsy uh, Mrs. Goodell and saying, uh, uh, Sugar, you know, everything's bigger in Texas, right? Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) And Goodell's just standing at the other side of the bar like, what the is this? Oh, you're going to have a little email in your inbox, Bill. What is Bill doing? He did something. I don't know. He pissed somebody off. I know that. <laughs> this is a, a rough schedule, man. They said, hey, yeah. you're going to trade D-Hop, you're going to get punished. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And uh, Pittsburgh offensive weapons, guys, uh, they're all looking pretty good to me. Good to see James Conner got through the game healthy. 
And, uh, you know, Big Ben and Juju looks to be a strong connection to me this year, provided everyone can stay healthy. So some quick thoughts on that Pittsburgh O, and then we'll pick the scores. Where are you at, Rich? Yeah, one thing I did want to mention, um, I, I, I lost it here in my notes a little bit. Juju didn't practice today. Mm. He didn't practice today with the knee. He was on the report last week with the knee. Little scary. So definitely something to monitor tomorrow's reports. Look at that thing. Um, I did want to give a heads up. You know, if he sits, I think it raises the value of the other pieces. I dropped Eric Ebron personally last week or maybe the week before. Maybe have a little regret now at this point because, honestly, I think they're going to look to feature him, especially if Juju's out. So um, something to monitor, something to keep an eye on. I do think the weapons, if they're healthy, I mean, look out. Chase Claypool is another option as kind of a waiver guy if, if you want to take a look into that situation if Juju is sitting. Yeah, Claypool looks nice, man. He was catching some dimes. Yeah. Right on, man. Yeah, that's a nice little uh, waiver ad. Maybe, uh, you know, throw him on your roster here before Sunday because if he has another big game, it's going to be a hot pickup. Real quick on this game, that was a massive hit on Cole. I don't know if you guys saw that over no. the middle. That thing was massive. And, dude, how does Minchu? he threw this a dime over the shoulder with these three defenders, perfect out of the ball. He caught it right as he's going out of bounds. And then, bam, very next play, throws a pick, total off the back shoulder, not even close to the guy, and Miami just picks it off. Well, that looked like Cole. Cole's been fucking up all night. It looked like Cole ran the wrong route there. He was supposed oh. to back shoulder that out to the sideline, right oh. at the goal line. Well, maybe Cole's head's not there because, dude, he got rocked about 10 plays earlier rocked oh no i'm sorry not cole conley conley's had oh, his conley. head just out of this game i don't know what his deal yeah is. it's been terrible yeah i saw him in the first quarter he wasn't catching anything he was just totally away yeah so that was him again i think he just ran the wrong route on that freaking play sucks i needed those I points for the over too oh <laughs> that sucks yeah, he's right there. He's about to score my backdoor cover. Come on. Hang on a second, Rich. Is this going to be a Thursday night theme, man? Am I going to have to check in with you on the over-under every night, man? Because <laughs> I'll see where we're at on this. Tonight's was 49, and we're at 44, so that touchdown would have done it. And it, it, he, he picked him off at the freaking two-yard line. But, yeah, it, it might be. I, I like having a little action when we get on here. It's kind of interesting to me. You know, it's not even like I like this game. Like, So if I like the, the line, I would bet the line. But I don't really like the game, so I bet the over-under, just a little, little play just to have something on it. Hell, yeah, man. Nothing wrong with a little action. All right, guys, real quick on that uh, Houston-Pittsburgh game. Where are you coming out? I like Pittsburgh in this one, 35-21, dropping Houston to a dreadful 0-3. What you got, Brad? I'm going to go 34-13. Big time upset. Wait, what? 34-13 uh, Pittsburgh. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. You call it an upset. I said upset, yeah. Like, blowout. Whoa, Big time blowout. Big time blowout. Not <laughs> upset. When you said upset, I'm like, wait. Hold on. Are you flipping the script entirely? Yeah. Now you're saying that no, no, going no. to dominate. Okay. Pittsburgh will you. dominate. Not an upset, a blowout. My brain just started right. melting for a second. All right. Rich, yeah. who you got in that game, man? No, I'm – God dang it. I don't know what it is. Sometimes I will just go with my gut, even if the numbers, even if my eyeballs aren't telling me it. I got a gut feeling about this that Houston's going to squeak, squeak this guy out. Uh, 24-23. Right on. All right, guys, uh, we're going to move it along to this Detroit Lions at these Arizona Cardinals. And the cards are on fire after two games, guys. Lots to be excited about out here in the Valley. And, I mean, yo, are they going to get to 3-0? and I mean, 
I think they can the, with the Lions coming to town. Uh, it seems like a game the Cards should win. But I do want to point out that last year Detroit came in here in week one and they did play to a tie of all things uh, just last season. So I don't know. The Lions always seem to play the Cardinals tough, but I'm expecting the Cards to get it done, Rich. In terms of the fantasy aspect and, you know, if you're predicting the Cards to get off to a 3-0 and start, man, where are you at? I'll start with a little fantasy for you. I think Kenyon Drake will have a nice week this week uh green bay ran all over detroit uh everybody's running all over detroit so i think that'll continue as for the game i think the cardinals will come out and put a little stomping on them this week i think they'll kind of really open it up and really hit all their plays they're still missing on some of these plays so it's like they're just they're just getting their feet underneath them they're they're playing like this when they're still figuring things out and getting in a rhythm so definitely looking forward to it um i think it's going to be a stomping I even looked up just some odds, just a random little bet that I was looking at, uh, the first coach to be fired odds. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it, I think I'll put a little prediction out there that maybe Matt Patricia gets fired on Monday. Um, mm. that's how bad I think it's going to be this weekend. I think the Cardinals are going to come and put a whooping on them. I, I don't like to get like this. Um, but I think this is that matchup where the Cardinals have to come out and win like this to prove a little bit to the NFL what they are. Come out against a bad team and show them what's what. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to dominate. I think Kyler has really proven that he's the you know top three quarterback in this league, and he's going to be for years to come. D-Hop coming over is just huge. I think actually he'll have a 150, 200-yard game. I think he's going to blow up. Kenyon Drake's going to get his first 100-yard game. So not really sure where the touchdowns are going to go, but I think those guys, it's just going to be domination. And the defense will come to play too. One note I did have for you guys, I don't know if you know this, they are going to let uh, 750 fans into the stadium this weekend. And what they did with that is they let its players and coaches, friends and family only. Um, So they're going to basically, the whole point of it is to test out some protocols of what they will Mm -hmm. need to do when they do start to begin to open the stadium. Um, but so great to hear that the family and the friends will be in there. I think our players are going to be super jacked up for that situation. That's a good point. Yeah, I like that. Now you think about D Hop, man. He hasn't had his mom in the stadium. You know, she, he comes up and gives her the ball after the touchdowns. Yeah. She can't see. Did you guys, you know, about her her story? Yeah, she's blind. Yeah, she's blind. So like, he's used to having her there and like coming up and like giving her the ball on the touchdown. So that stuff, that stuff's really cool. I, I, I hope D Hop gets a touchdown for more than just one reason this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> well, hell yeah, man. Are you going to the game, Rich? Uh, I do have the name Murray, but I am not uh, a family member of Mr. Kyler Murray. Oh, yeah, but D-Hop, he's on your team. You guys are family. Family members, I see, yes. Yeah. I don't know if that'll fly. (laughs) Well, what about your Uncle Steve in the front office, man? I mean, it's all family, right? (laughs) Dude, he can't – It's you're the manager. He wouldn't invite you? That's crazy. Uh, No, that's good, man. I expect the cars to get it done for sure uh, on Sunday. I mean, they just – they have the look of a team that is going to really turn some heads this year. Kenny Galladay on the Lions. He may or may not play. Uh, Looks like he will play, but uh, that's a guy I might leave on my bench this week and just kind of let him test out the hammy. Again, Pat P is going to be on him most likely, so that's a guy I have a lot of respect for. Uh, Any thoughts, guys? Would you get Galladay in your lineup? I would definitely keep him on the bench until I I see something. Same with Adams. I mean, Adams might play this week, but even still – he went out there last week and only got me 3.6 points because 
he tried it out and re-aggravated it. So, I mean, it's it's kind of tough to put a guy out there with going in with an injury, not knowing if he'll finish the full game. Well, yeah, I, I sat Parker. Well, I mean, I was considering a start of Parker. If I if I felt like he was healthy, this would be a prime matchup for him. But you could yeah. see him out on the field tonight. He didn't have that burst. That hammy was just not there for him. Good for him toughening it out and playing through it and all that. But as fantasy managers, you have to evaluate that risk of guys coming in off of injury. All right, guys, one more game we're going to hit before we uh, chill out for a minute. You know, chillax in the herbal intermission like we do. But one more game, and this is going to be a big one. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons are 0-2. I think they're a lot better than the record shows. And they got the Chicago Bears coming to town to the ATL. So I have a lot of thoughts about this game. Most of them involve Atlanta dominating because this is exactly the type of the game the Bears get smashed in. But I'll send it over to you guys. What are you thinking for this one, Rich? I like the Bears. Got Bears. This is one of those situations, again, though, where I think of that 0-2 team. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you do have that motivating factor. Like, Mark, you're motivated. Must win. I must win, baby. I mean, hey, don't get me wrong. If you go to 0-3, Mark, do not just, like, count out this season. I was 0-4 once, and and I was like, no, I keep grinding. 0-4 even is not too far away from getting back into the mix. Um, NFL-wise, you might want to come out and win, not go to 0-3. It's going to be tough to catch up in this division without a win. So that does scare me a little bit. But I think the defense matches up really well with what Atlanta does. Don't get me wrong. I think, I think they have some pretty good corners in, in Chicago. So I like the Bears. I've liked the Bears all season. I like the Bears to squeak out this game as well. Offensively, I think it's going to be a little bit of a more of a struggle for each team than most would expect. But I, I do think Mr. Trubisky can get, get some stuff done with his feet. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing that and, uh, and uh, probably a Bears win. Yeah, this one's tough for me to predict because I like to go on, like, the motivational factors. And Atlanta just losing to Dallas, man, you know they're going to be hungry at home. They're going to want to win. But the Bears are also 2-0. I feel like they're the better team. (laughs) Hang on. Hang on. They are probably the luckiest and worst 2-0 team in recent memory. I just want to throw that out there. They're 2-0, but, yeah, I mean, they're that kind of 2-0, bro. Yeah, but they're 2-0, though. I mean – Swift dropped that ball. They got the win. But I don't care, man. You ask any NFL, they'll take a win no matter how it comes. Yeah, I get it. And, dude, now they're 2-0. They're going to want to go 3 no. So I see it coming down to a nail-biter. but And that's where I don't – I see it coming within, like, a point or two. I just – it's really hard for me to pick the winner. It's, I kind of feel like Atlanta's going to get the last kick, and they're just going to pull it ahead at the very end and just mm. uh, save the misery. <laughs> Real quick on Calvin Ridley, do you think he's going to continue his hot start against this Bears defense? I mean, he's got four touchdowns. I believe he's the leading fantasy point scorer among receivers, you know, this year. So is Calvin Ridley going to continue this, Brad? You know, we made a mention of this, and it's absolutely coming true. Calvin Ridley is this year's Chris Godwin. It is like 100%. We we called it. It's coming true. And I, I traded for Chris Godwin off Eddie when he had this big year. And I'll tell you what, he sparked up for three, four weeks, and then the defense is caught up, and then what happened? Perryman started taking off. So I actually see it continuing for about two more weeks, and then Russell Gage really, really taking fire because he's going to be the open guy. All right, guys, and we'll do some rapid-fire scores here. I don't believe we picked the Cardinals-Detroit game, so let's go ahead and do that one. I will take the cards 
let's say 41 to 12. Ooh, wow. Funky yeah. score, too. <laughs> I'll take the cards as well. 35, uh, 17. Eh, call it 10. Let's get let's get Matt Patricia out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna go 38-9 Cardinals. Damn. Everyone's Picking the steamroller. I like it. Uh, then Bears Atlanta, like we all just mentioned a second ago, this is a tough one to call. Uh, I just don't think the Bears got it in them to get to 3-0, and and Atlanta really needs some redemption after that horrible mismanagement of the end of the game against Dallas. That was just ridiculous. So I think the Falcons are going to win it. I'll say 28-21. I'm going to say Atlanta pulls a game-winning field goal, 24-23. All right, all right. I got um I got the Bears 24-21. The Bears. I like the Bears. I think they go <laughs> to 3 and 0. They'll be the the tightest margin of a 3 and 0 that you ever did fucking see, but I think they're going to pull it out and be 3 and 0. I will be shocked. All right. <laughs> Look how big you're smiling. He's smiling pretty big right now. It might well, come true, if, man. Dude, if the Bears and Cardinals come out this weekend 3 and 0 and I'm 0 and 3, I'm just going to throw my hands up and be like, "Well, this is how this year's going, but <laughs> would you trade a winless season for both of your teams to go undefeated? Absolutely, man. Okay. <laughs> a, a true diehard fan. We'll get the Gobi renamed in my honor, bro. I don't give a fuck. It's all good. Yeah, we'd have to the call it the Goberhard or something like that at that point. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to say that name. Uh, <laughs> oh boy, if that comes true, look out. All right. <laughs> Uh, I just want to remind everyone out there. This is what I call Brad and Rich, my fantasy experts. Okay, <laughs> I just talk. You should actually listen to them. Tune me up. You should trade Green <laughs> real quick. Oh, that's what I was saying. Is Mark gets so happy when I'm because like I'm I I do pretty well at, at projecting things and saying stuff. So that's why he gets so happy when I'm like, yeah, the Bears are gonna win. He's like, yeah, the Bears <laughs> are gonna win. Really? Okay. He's like, I don't think so, but. <laughs> And then I hit it with the reverse psychology, and I pick them to lose. Yeah, it's like, I really don't think so, man, but uh, maybe you're right, Rich. <laughs> Dude, I just thought of something. I've been trying to tell Mark to trade Gurley this whole time. All the people in our league listen, you know, yeah. or most of them, I should say. Yeah. And they're like, Dude, why would I want Gurley? Have you heard what they've said about him? <laughs> yeah, he's terrible. He's, yeah. like, untradeable at this point. He's going to get injured in a week and a half. <laughs> I think Gurley's going to have a good game against the Bears. This is the type of game the Bears will give up a lot to a running back. Like, a good game, what's what's your mind of a good game? Are you talking, like, 100 yards and a touchdown? Yeah, end zone okay. twice and, you know, 50 to 100 yards. Yeah, that's a good game. 50 to 100? I think you got to understand, Brad, that Todd Gurley, if he is going to be out there, if he is going to be healthy – that's the type of games you're looking for from him. Is he's a touchdown monster when he's out there. That's one thing about him. I will say the only like one of the main upsides of Todd Gurley is his touchdown potential because he's he knows how to get in the end zone. Let's put it that way. But aren't they not going to him in the end zone? <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, they're not giving him the opportunity. <laughs> Dan Quinn, uh, if you're listening, I mean. It's Todd Gurley on your team. You might want to utilize him in the red zone, especially within the five-yard line. That would be my thought. But we'll see what happens this week. All right, guys, and here we are. We have arrived at the halfway point, and it's time, you know, for our signature, for our finishing maneuver in the middle of the show. It's time for that herbal intermission. And, Brad, I mean, look around, man. Caw-caw! Caw-caw! He's sending out the signals. 
the smoke signals to everybody out there. I mean, you've been listening to our fantasy breakdowns. Now it's time to kick back, relax, relieve some of that fantasy stress, man. You know, join the circle. And this is time for the intermission. So I'm going to send it over to you first, Rich. Let me know, man. What you puffing on today? Grab your pieces and suit up. I am ready. Today, I have something a little different. We're going to go a different route, Brad. This is still a timeless cartridge, but we are going a different route. I'm going, as you'll see here, the purple route, which is the Indica route. So, um, I don't usually do the Indica, especially when I have to stay up late and do some editing of a podcast. But I figured why not? You know what? I, I did a heavy workout yesterday, so I'm a little sore. So why not take a little edge off with some indica? So I've got forbidden guava is the, the flavor here. Forbidden guava. Forbidden guava. Wow. That's- yeah. So very popular at Timeless because I have a hard time getting it. So I could only get myself a 500 milligram cartridge today and they don't even have the thousands, but I had to go ahead and get one when they had one in there because people are raving about it. So I thought this was something to give a try. Take a little bit of that pain edge off right now. I got my coffee right here with me, so I will be able to edit. No problem still. Let's let's give it a taste. Let's see what we got. Dude, 2020 just keeps getting worse and worse. You gave me a thousand milligram cartridges. What is going on? It's just crazy. Just of this. I do like that name, though. I mean, the fact that they call it Forbidden, I mean, that's probably why it's sold out. You call something Forbidden and people just want it more. They gravitate to it. So I like that. Forbidden Guava. For sure, man. People hear Forbidden. <laughs> it's just like a whole psychological thing. It's like, <laughs> can't have it, huh? And, and then do they like limit the stock or something? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah, they actually have like a whole back room full. They're like, oh, we have, we ran out. Oh, actually, there's <laughs> one left. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take anything you got. <laughs> I only want it if it's forbidden, though. <clears throat> I actually had a strain that I picked up from my good friends down in Harvest over there in Chandler. What's up, guys? But uh, they actually had a green poison. And when I heard that, I was like, Green crack and Durban poison? Are you fucking kidding me? Oh yeah. So uh, yeah, I got ten of those. Two all-time classics right there combined. I love it. Well, hell yeah, and uh, you know, I I dabbled with some uh, select elite nanos this evening, and they got me right in the zone, man. You know, uh, I'm not even that bummed out about all that Todd Gurley talk that just took place. <laughs> this is good, man. You you're owing to you take your nanos. You're fine, man. It ain't even a problem, dude. Nope, nope. Uh, actually, you know what I suggest, Mark, is is take some more nanos after we get off and maybe look at okay. those rosters. Look at the trade market a little bit. Check it out, man. I think there might be something out there for you. Take a look. Yeah. You've been working the trade market? I don't know yet. Yeah, I've been uh, eyeballing it, man. It's, it's still early, I think, one, and also... Just so many injuries right now. A lot of things, a lot of situations are in flux. I mean, guys getting hurt, new situations happening. Uh, you know, we'll get into it. But Devontae Freeman going to the Giants, what's his role going to be? So uh, I kind of still think a lot's up in the air that I'm not ready to pull off trades just yet. So are you looking at any particular pieces? I mean, I think it's kind of like a good, nice organic topic we just stumbled upon. I mean, you're only two. You're trying to make trades. There's other guys out there in their same boat. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you? what kind of 
things on other people's rosters are you looking for? Are you looking to sure up a hole, add depth, pick up a shiny piece? I mean, uh, running backs, two words, running backs. running backs. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I need. That's what I see as my weak point, And I'll probably have to give up one of my wide receivers. You know, I'm really hoping for T Y Hilton to have a good game this weekend against the jets. I might mention him a little bit later. In fact, uh, expecting a bounce back. He's playing the jets. They're horrible. And, you know, T.Y., he's a vet, man. He knows it's not a good look, dropping wide-open touchdowns. Yeah, wide receiver for a running back's a tough sell, just to let you know. Oh, for sure. There would have to be more involved. Yeah, because I was going to say, because I have James Conner, and, I mean, he's a 5-10 to 10 back. And even for Mike Evans or Michael Thomas, I know, you know, he's injured and on the trade market right now, but I would still want to keep the running back position over the wide receiver because I feel it's that much more valuable. I think it's a good point. I do think um, you can navigate it with other pieces, like Mark was kind of saying. Yeah, you'd have to involve, like, yeah, fill other holes. Yeah, attach some stuff to it. Um, he's got some pieces to work with on that on that front, so that that could work. Um, I I do think you had a good point, Mark, about the trade market not being like we have we haven't in our league had a trade yet. Usually, I'd say about by now is when we'd get at least our first trade. Um, and, and usually that kind of, it's a funny psychology thing of it. Once you get a trade out there, yeah. then the market starts to push a little more. Uh, yeah. The floodgates open, man. Yeah. People are timid right out the gate though. I think, I think it is that just that, you know, that second to third week, you, you kind of want to get to where you get all that information. Once you're out of three weeks, you've had almost a quarter of the regular season for fantasy purposes. Um, it's it's time to really navigate and make some moves for most managers. I mean, most managers are, are at that point going, okay, what can I do to improve my roster right now? Everybody should look to improve their roster consistently, which whichever yeah. market you're using for it. Even 2-0 teams should always look to improve your team, no matter where you are. Let me get back to the guava because I didn't actually <laughs> review it. Uh, it is absolutely delicious. It tastes like a little bit like guava. So that's pretty bomb. Uh, I'll tell you, I don't know. It's been only five minutes. I took a good puff. It, I feel good and relaxed, man. It's, it's definitely a body high, which was what I was looking for, man. So check back in with me. Maybe I'll be taking a nap here in a little while. I will see. <laughs> I don't know, Rich. You promised the fans you're going to get that edit done, bro. So you don't want to let the fans know, Rich. I'm not going to let them down. They're counting on you. Yeah, everybody's counting on us. We got that weekend information coming up. We got to be ready for Sunday. We got it. We got this. <laughs> He's like Kyler Murray, always delivers. Just lay off the indica, bro. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll, once we're done here, I'm going to take this guy off. And we'll go back to the sativa. All right, all right. Yes. That's what I like to hear. Going back to that big old grand sativa. That's right. Perfect. Actually, let's get a pop of that, too. Just <laughs> <laughs> kind of balance you out, man. That's good. All right, guys. We'll go ahead and wrap up that herbal intermission there. We got into some fantasy talks. Some, uh, I don't know. I kind of felt like I was on the the therapist couch there guys and you guys kind of talked me off the ledge a little bit so i appreciate that i feel much better going in the second half with my second half of the show with my wonderful 0-2 record all right that's what we're here for hey man it's all about attitude mark that's what we just we've always been about it's about having fun and having a good outlook all right guys uh we do got to get into this though we got some waivers and 
some stuff to throw at everybody before uh, we get out of here for the evening. And don't forget about those burnouts and the kind buds because we've been pretty spot on with some of our picks recently. So first thing I wanted to mention, though, Rich, I mean, everybody probably knows by now, but Devontae Freeman did get signed on a one-year deal by the Giants. Looks like he potentially could start or at least get some playing time this weekend. So uh, your thoughts on that and some other waiver uh, nuggets you wanted to pass along, bro? Devontae Freeman, I'm I'm glad he signed. We called it week three right when we called it. Don't start him this week, though. Let's let's see it play out. Let's see it on the field. I, I put him as my number one waiver pickup. But let's see what happens. Let's see how the Giants utilize him. It's definitely going to take him some weeks. I mean, we see with Fournette, you got to work it back into the system. So wait on that. Man, you took my line. Oh, Just like oh. the Fournette line. Oh, did I? It's exactly like Fournette. Like I said, people start Fournette because I thought he was going to be the number one guy. Yeah. Four days into the team, he's no way he's going to be there. So great pickup. Do not start him. I can get into some other guys, some injury stuff. I don't know if you saw that today, Brad, but Darren Waller did not practice. I saw um, same thing as yesterday. I thought it was kind of like a just a day of rest, but now he didn't practice today either. Did you notice that? No, I did not see that, but I'm okay with it. I saw him throughout the game. He didn't seem as limping or anything. And if he's out Friday, then I'm concerned. If he doesn't play, you know, then just beware of that. Honestly, as crazy as it sounds, like I could see Witten picking up a, a touchdown. So if you need to just go through like a spot start with it, I might just say just go ahead and go with Jason Witten for the weekend. If you've got waiver moves and the ability to do that, go ahead and just pick up Jason Witten for the weekend, call it a day, and move on. I mean, I, I don't think Brad would do that. Don't you have a backup uh, tight end? I do not. Oh, I could always trade. For a oh. tight end, Mark. Can I interest you in a, <laughs> I could. You want to do our first live trade on air? <laughs> hmm, all right. Well, I said I need running backs. I have uh, no offense. You want yeah. him. What can we do? What can we do here? I do not have a running back. You don't have a running back? Well, not that I'm willing to part with hmm. for no offense. Hmm. No offense, but not for no offense. Well, uh, there's always Austin Hooper, man. You know, He might get it done. Yeah, I mean, if you want Cam Akers for Austin Hooper, he signs he'll deliver. Hmm. I will ponder that, man. I might actually take you up. Sounds kind of decent off the top. And uh, I'll probably just pick up a tight end over Austin Hooper. Oh, all right. Well, thanks for getting my hopes up, man. I'm... I'll drop Cam Akers, and then you probably just pick him up later, but I don't want Austin Hooper. I'm crushed because you just said done deal five seconds ago, man. Like I, I know. <laughs> Yeah, what kind of negotiations are these? Uh, I tried to stay yeah. out of it, but what the hell was that? He's playing minds games with me, man. He's yeah. taking advantage of my 0-2 state. I get him in the mindset of, oh, deal's done, deal's done. Pull the rug from him, <laughs> throw a fan deal in front of him. And he's like, ah, I just wanted to do a deal. Okay, cool. It's a very aggressive uh, negotiation tactic. Rich. No doubt that's something <laughs> that Brad would try for sure. Uh, one uh, waiver note or injury note that I wanted to touch on, Rich, uh, just the Buffalo situation. I mentioned it quickly, but Zach Moss is probably not going to play this weekend. He hasn't practiced Wednesday or Thursday. So yeah. that could bring Devin Singletary up to a uh, pretty decent uh, game. On Didn't you need a running back? Yeah, did anyways. You say you needed a running back? Yeah. I did. Okay. Oh, man. You know, we, I went through the timeline with you guys because I knew you guys were going to talk shit. Okay, Zach Moss did not have an injury before I dropped Devin Singletary, just so you all know. I do understand that, Mark. I just, you know, it's it's funny, though. Like, you drafted that situation. You should have let it play uh, out. You still should have just let it play out. But, I mean, 
it's okay. You know what? Honestly, you do not get through a season from week one to week 16 without making a mistake. There's mistakes that happen. It's just, it's the name of the game. So no big deal. Like you just, you just got to keep grinding at it. You keep grinding. There's, there will be a running back to be had at some point. You will, there will be an available trade market or waiver guy running back at some point that will make sense to you. And well, Mike Davis makes sense to me this weekend. We'll see. Absolutely. I like that pickup. Obviously. I, I thought that was, I thought that was well done. Good pickup. Solid. I think it gets you nice production for a little while and you might even be able to flip Mike Davis to the fantasy manager of Christian McCaffrey at some point so that he has his insurance policy at some point. You know, he gets Christian McCaffrey back. He might be saying to himself, okay, can I get Mike Davis too? So I just don't have to worry about this anymore. Right on, man. That's a good thought. Do we got anything else as far as waivers injuries? I mean, we've, we've touched on quite a few things here. Is it time to get into the, uh, the good stuff. I do have just real quick. I'll run through some things. If you need a tight end, I, I forgot to get there too. There is another guy, uh, Drew Sample who is the Cincinnati replacement tight end for C.J. Zoma. Um, got nine targets last week, had a great game. So I think they will utilize that. I saw them with the game with Uzoma. They were they were going to him. Um, when he got hurt, it went right to sample. He got a full game. He gets nine targets. So something to look at there, too, if you're in the tight end market. Um, and one other guy I had for you is Curtis Samuel. I talked about how I, I saw the shift in the offense, how they put him in the backfield for about – uh, I think it was about six snaps where he was literally lined up as a running back. So um, Curtis Samuel would be a guy. And then another guy, Jeff Wilson. Um, there was a lot of buzz about Jarek McKinnon um, in San Francisco, but injury-prone guy still ahead of him. So he may just end up with the job just by uh, – process of elimination of these other running backs and i could see him being the goal line back in the first place so in us in a non-ppr league i think jeff wilson is a good play done sweet man (laughs) all right knocking it out (laughs) knocking it out i like that all right there's a lot of people that just like put the rewind button on that like what did he just say wait hold on hold on hold on people are taking notes and rich just started going they're like oh shit Oh, shit, man. If someone listens to me on time and a half, they're like, holy shit. (laughs) That's funny. All right, guys, we got to get to the fantasy burnouts of the weekend. Some guys that we think are going to choke on the bud smoke and not be able to smoke and maintain. So (laughs) this is my first guy. Uh, I'm going to go with Derek Carr. I think he's going to have a little bit of a rough weekend at the Patriots. He's looked good so far, but... New England, uh, you know, they always seem to have uh, the Raiders number. So that's my thought is Carl have a pretty uh, pedestrian game this week. Who you got for a burnout, Brad? Well, I'm going to go with Deshaun Watson against Pittsburgh. I think he's going to have a really tough matchup there. I think he throws about two interceptions. I think they get about three, four turnovers in general and also getting one for the end zone. They had one called back because of penalty last week. Tony, they get in this week. That's cool. I, Mark, I really like yours, actually. You, you brought up some good points there about Derek Carr. Could see them trying to really just shut down the run game, put the ball in Carr's hands to make him make mistakes in bad situations. So I really like that one. Um, I'll start you guys off with a guy I kind of alluded to earlier. I actually think Travis Kelsey is the, the odd man out for producing in the Monday night game. So I think he's going to be a dud for us this week. The burnout guy. Um, I think that Baltimore defense is going to hone in on him specifically to put the ball elsewhere, take him out of the game, take out of the game. So I, I really look towards hopefully dash 
the dash, having a great game in that game, being forced the ball, force feeding it into the running back situation. All right, guys. Then for my second burnout of the weekend, uh, I'm going to go with Marvin Jones. I think some fantasy managers out there might be thinking about starting him after he did all right last week. And, uh, you know, depending if Galladay is fully healthy. But I just think, you know, Patrick Peterson, the Cardinal secondary, the, the whole team just looks really good to me. I think they're going to handle Detroit. So, I would uh, advise benching a lot of Lions this week, including Marvin Jones. So I'm going to go with him. Uh, Rich, who you got for me? I got uh, – <laughs> sorry, my dogs are going fucking crazy out here. I apologize. <laughs> I got uh, Stefan Diggs for you. He's going to face Jalen Ramsey. I think that's a very difficult matchup for him. I think I'll look towards John Brown opening up in that offense, but um, Diggs will have a very rough weekend. Brad. Throw another burnout my way, bro. Dalvin Cook. Oh. I see Dalvin Cook. I see Minnesota, like Rich said, being a bad defensive team. I see Tennessee coming in, putting their stamp on it, and him just not really having much room to run. So I see him having less than 70 yards and no touchdown. So maybe eight points total. Maybe he'll get a couple of receptions, but that's about it. Sweet, bro. Yeah, my third burnout, guys. I'm going to go to this Rams-Bills game. I'm going to say Jared Goff. He's looked better in the first two weeks here than a lot of points last year. But this is a tough matchup in Buffalo. And, you know, Jared Goff is the kind of guy who can have a real bad week out of the blue. So I would be advising against that start. What do you got, Brad? Uh, It kind of feeds off what Rich and you guys said about the Patriots game. I think Josh Jacobs is going to have an off day, you know, about like 86 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, I think he's playing through an injury. So I had him last year and, you know, he gets good points, but he doesn't get beast points. So he'll get you like that 10, 15 point game. But I just don't see him doing too much against the Patriots. I like that. Uh, that, It's funny, Josh Jacobs, you know, it's like 15 points and you're like, yeah, that's okay. (laughs) <laughs> 15 points is like, you know, if, if a guy averages, if he really averaged 15 points for you, you'd be like, oh man, that's, that's really a solid number two running back. So like, it'd be like kind of perfect what you call it, I guess. But anyway, uh, I do have one more guy and I don't know, you might see a little pattern form with me on some of this stuff, but um, I'm going to go after it again. Uh, I got Melvin Gordon going up against Tampa Bay. You guys had him last week on your list as a burnout. I think even this week it's further. Um, I think the Tampa Bay run defense is is proving itself as as top five again, and we'll see that again this weekend against Melvin Gordon. All right, guys, and then just uh, that last burnout I was going to throw in there was Gronk because I just don't like what I'm hearing out of uh, Bruce Arians and the Bucks coaching staff right now. They apparently they want Gronk to be a blocking tight end. Rich, I don't know if you saw those comments, man. I did. Um, I thought it was funny. It's. It's really, I mean, Bruce Arians' offense doesn't really feature the tight ends. So I think that's really what he said. He goes, <laughs> he goes, what are we going to do, throw the ball 50 times to our tight ends? No, that's what we have receivers for. That's That was the yeah. comment. It's like, so <laughs> honestly, I do think Gronk is a great run-blocking tight end. He always has been. So that's, that's a great role for the guy. So if he's coming in and doing that and doing what they need, he's a guy – integral on the the play that breaks Fournette. So I mean, it's it's fine. It is what it is. I don't think I don't think Gronk needs to catch a bunch of balls there. Funny thing is is when I look at the tape and I, I picked up OJ Howard right away, they do kind of put OJ Howard out into routes. Like like it's so it is kind of talking out his mouth 
both sides of his mouth because in one run regard, I've seen OJ Howard running a bunch of routes. <laughs> and in another regard, he's saying, oh, yeah, well, we don't throw the tight ends. Well, okay, he's out there. He's getting open. So, like, it's there too. So I just like OJ Howard better as the pass catcher. That's why I picked him up. Well, let's get into it. It's time for the kind buds. And, you know, these are always our predictions as to who we think is, you know, just going to go off and put up some of the top fantasy scores of the weekend. And, you know, my first guy, Brad, I'm going to just steal him. I think you've went with him the last two weeks and now it's my turn, buddy. I'm going to say Derek Henry is going to finally start to eat in Minnesota. So, the, it's time to feed the beast in Tennessee, and uh, I'm projecting a good game for Derrick Henry this weekend. Brad, who you got, man, on the fly? Tyreek Hill. I actually think he's going to burn it, man. He's going to get two touchdowns in about 130, 140 yards. That's pretty sick. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I got one for you. I kind of, I kind of talked about it a little bit. I think, um, I think Mitchell's going to use his feet a lot this weekend. So I think he's going to have a good day. I think he's going to have Mitchell Trubisky at the Falcons. I think that's offense, offense. He's going to have a good day with his feet. So I like Mitchell this weekend. Nice man. I'm. T- you need like an orange and navy blue mohawk or something, Rich. <laughs> like you are on board, man. I love it. All right, uh, my next kind bud, guys, and this is a you know, this is a little bit of a gut feeling uh hope and a prayer at the same time ty hilton is gonna have a big game this weekend i don't know why i feel like he's a little embarrassed after that uh huge drop so ty is gonna step it up you know he's part of our intro song we've been uh shouting him out all year long and nobody ever knew who the hell he was before yeah. before we came around <laughs> we we put him on the map we put him on the map. T.Y., it's time <laughs> to step it up for me this weekend, man. So he's on my kind buds. Brad, who you got, bro? I'm just going to tell you, T.Y., you drop another ball like that, we're going to change the song, man. We cannot have <laughs> you in our song with you dropping balls nah. like that. I'm sorry. T.Y. is coming through. T.Y. is yeah. coming through this weekend. I, I agree. He dropped that ball. I think he comes out. He has a really stellar game. Yeah. He's just sitting there in his bed thinking, I'm better than Juju. <laughs> I did actually see a stat, guys. You'd probably be surprised that Philip Rivers is completing 77.5% of his passes or something. And That's that was the good. best in uh, Colts franchise history for like two games into the season or something. So, you know, those ducks are uh, reaching their target so far, Brad. Yeah. Except for T.Y. <laughs> exactly. All the way to their destinations. <laughs> All right. My second guy, I'm going to pick Kyler Murray. Going against Detroit. I think he's – well, you took Derrick Henry. Of course I'm going to take your guy. I think he's going to have a superior game. I think he'll actually be the number two quarterback that week. To who? Well, that's my third guy. Oh, oh, oh I'm sorry. Okay. Can't get uh, ahead of ourselves, Rich. Okay. Okay, I'll go. My second guy, uh, I got my boy, Scary Terry. He's going to come out this weekend nice. against those shitty corners in Cleveland and tear them to pieces. All I need is some time for my man Dwayne Haskins to launch the ball, and Terry McLaurin will go track it down for big, fucking nice 60-yard, 70-yard touchdowns. That's what I'm looking forward to. For those at home, Rich was just doing a little dance as he was saying that. I was. Arms were in the air, and he was moving. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see that that instant real quick? Did you see the Instagram post I did of um, it was Larry and 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 Terry? 
Yeah, I like that one. I originally saw that um, from Terry himself posting it, and he had a little thing on his quote on there was, he talks, I listen. So that's he's like, Larry talks, Terry listens. I like that a nice. lot, man. I love that from that kid, seeing that shit. They just need to get Barry Sanders in that picture, though, of Larry, Terry, and Barry. That'd be sweet. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, Brad, I love that pick of Kyler Murray. And, in fact, I was going to drop a little more shine on him. I was going to make him my Acapulco gold. But, Do Rich, it. you're going to have to go, man, because I'm going to have to reassess here. i got to come up with somebody else. No way, man. If he's your Acapulco, then then that's your guy. I don't know what you mean. You can pick him as your gold. You're, you're saying something different than Brad's saying. You're yeah. saying gold. That You're saying this two. guy is going to be the number one scorer this week. So. Yeah, he said number two, so you got a difference there. You got a difference of opinion. But I'll go. I have a guy for you. I have Lamar Jackson. I think oh. he I think Monday night, so we'll have to see on Monday night. We won't get the yeah. results until we wrap Prime time. But I got I got Lamar coming out in prime time and really just like showing out. So looking forward to it. Like I've said all all episode long, but super looking forward to Lamar finishing it off and and hopefully for you, Mark, Pat Mahomes has to keep right up and they both come out and just have stellar games. Yeah, man. Without a doubt, uh, two of the most fun uh, players to watch in the league right now with those two guys getting together. Yeah. Uh, so Acapulco goals, guys. All right, I'll keep Kyler Murray as my AG for the week, you know, and uh, send it over to you, Brad, who you got in your top spot. Uh, I do want to clarify, I'm not predicting Kyler to overtake Aaron Jones on that epic performance. So I believe that 42 will hold this week. But, Brad, who do you got? I actually have my man, Mr. Russell Wilson. I see him. I'm going to predict 400 yards, four passing touchdowns, one rushing touchdown, and 50 yards rushing. Well, I'm talking beast game. I'm, I saw it in his eyes. He wants the MVP, <laughs> and he's going to go get it. Was that a dinner? No, this was right before the game. You can see it in his eyes, man. Every time he threw a touchdown, he was pumped, man. He's going to throw five touchdowns a game. At this point, Brad, I mean, four passing touchdowns and, you know, 350, 400 yards for Russ is like a lazy Sunday. So I know. He's on fire right now, bro. Oh, he, yeah, he, he's beast mode right now. You guys know what he named his baby? His last baby? Win. Win. <laughs> Win. Nice. That's awesome. <laughs> Just so you know, I just did that math. If my prediction comes true with 50 rushing yards, a touchdown, four passing, and 400 yards, that would be 43 points. <laughs> that's that's the numbers on that. I didn't even see your yeah. eyes roll back into your head this time. Well, you weren't looking, actually. I did it earlier. Oh, okay. You guys are talking about other stuff. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> I was in math land. Yeah. Dancing among the trees of the pluses uh, and the minuses. That's where all the fun happens. Brad, you you need to pitch in a little bit, bro. I'm going to need your help on my college algebra homework. Dude, I'll do that shit for fun, man. (laughs) You are a fucking wizard, man. You send a gram of wax for that shit. I'll send it back by that (laughs) night. That's awesome. Oh, shit. All right. uh, Rich, sorry, real quick. Snokatoa, baby. Rich, did you give out your Acapulco gold, bro? I did, bro. Who was it? Lamar. Lamar Jackson. (laughs) You're fine. (laughs) All right, guys. So that wraps up uh, our picks for the Acapulco Gold. We'll see if anybody uh, comes through with, you know, the burnouts, the kind buzz, or that that big one, man. Uh, That's going to be – we're going to have to have a celebration when somebody nails that 
But anyways, guys, uh, we just got, I don't know, do we got anything else to hit before we uh, close it on down? Rich, you got something for me, bro? No, actually, I got something for you, Mark. Surprise. Yeah, surprise, surprise. And this is actually for you fans and you listeners out there. I got a little homework assignment because, you know, Mark's got school on the subject and it's always good to better (laughs) yourselves. But uh, I would like you all that are listening to go pick your Acapulco Gold and send it to our Instagram account and tell us who you think will be your Acapulco Gold. And uh, it'll be kind of fun to match up on Tuesday and see who actually won. And uh, maybe we'll give you... Well, we're not going to give you anything. Maybe some super. We'll give you a big shout out on next episode if you actually win. That's a good call. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So think, think wisely. Only one submission per person. Yeah, yeah. Be chill. He's <laughs> <laughs> throwing us eight names. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's that's not that's not what we're doing here, folks. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. And before we get out of here, I, I had a little interesting note I heard today. Um, Kyler Murray. After week one, he's he tweeted out one and zero, right? And then week two, Kyler Murray after the victory put up a tweet one and zero again. So he's basically tweeting it out every week is a week, uh, you know, week to week. They're zero and zero. They're zero and zero every week. They're out there to get that win each week. So that's good to hear on as a Cardinals fan. So uh, real quick. Just checking back in on your guys' viewpoints of the Cardinals. Any tick up? You said every few weeks. You said every few weeks. I'm I'm anxious. I I don't like to wait. I'm impatient. (laughs) I bought a ring and proposed to my wife two days later because I couldn't wait. I don't hold secrets. I'm not very good at this. I'm not good at this except for when it comes to DK. Well, yeah, I mean. You and DK's relationship is a whole different story. Dude, I love him. <laughs> oh shit! But yeah, so any tick up on the Cardinals? Uh, uh, you starting I to t- believe? I ticked it up just a bit this week, Brad. Yes, I did. I liked what I saw out of the defense. All right, Mark, tick tick. Yeah, I, well, I had him uh, as the number two slot, so I still think it'll be Seattle winning the division and Cardinals making the playoffs, hopefully. I'm leaning more towards them almost being a playoff lock at this point, getting a wild card, but not ready to say that just yet. I would think it's not a bold prediction to say the second-place team in this division is a shoo-in to the playoffs. Yeah, I think you could say that. I mean, as long as they don't start beating up on each other. See what happens when it gets, you know, some divisional matchups cooking. So, well, San Francisco's in a world of hurt right yeah. now, too, with all their injuries and everything. So, yeah. And I mean, other than Bosa, though, if you think about San Francisco, um, other than Bosa, like the guys will come back. These guys will be back. So they will get to full health. So maybe it, maybe it works in their benefit towards the back half of the season. And I do think the Rams are better than we thought, or I thought I should say. I shouldn't group you into my bad thoughts. But, uh, I do see them being a tier under San Francisco. Or, I mean, uh, Arizona and Seattle. All really good teams, though, man. Yeah. What a tough team. It's a real, yeah. real good division this year. Hell yeah, man. NFC best. I mean, they're, they're showing it out right now, the way these teams are playing. So. Russ is balling, too, so it's tough. I know. Yeah. Seahawks look great, man. They look unstoppable. So that's the thing. The Cardinals look unstoppable through two weeks, but so does Seattle. All right, guys, we're going to wrap it up right there. Shut her on down. It's been a good one. Uh, another Thursday night edition of the OFP. So I hope everybody listened in. 
uh, Brad mentioned, you know, drop us a line on Instagram uh, about your Acapulco gold. Say what's up. Make sure you follow us on that platform. And if you're looking for our episodes, we're on all the podcast uh, devices at this point. So whatever you click on, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, we'll be on there. Anything else before we close it out, fellas? Say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right, guys. Catch us next time on the Organic Football Podcast. Bye. bubble where'd it go reach for it grab it skin away grab it quick it's right there